A little boom, boom, zoom, zoom. All right, let's do it. I'm ready if you are. I feel like we need a, a hard gangster intro after listening to uh, the song, Jared. Got to come yeah. up with a bang one. How about you freestyle over the beat a little bit? <laughs> oh, perfect. The That'll get us so many bit. more listeners. So many more Unrelatable listeners. podcast coming at you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, got <scared>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't even start the intro because you're making me laugh too hard. All right, let's let's try this. Right. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 202, or I should say, I guess today you are listening to episode 202, and today we've got a hopefully a helpful and a fun episode coming your way. Today we are discussing how to say no in different cultures and different cultural contexts. Uh, And I think it's safe to say it's not always easy. Sorry, let me adjust this. It's not always easy uh, to say no in any culture where you come from. And the way we might do it could be very different in different cultures. Uh, So we'll talk about that today. Uh, Any of our listeners out there uh, coming from the Middle East uh, know the very famous phrase, inshallah, which means God willing, which is a very nice way to say, as we would say in English, we'll see. And whether or not that will happen, I guess we'll just have to see. So we'll see what's going on today on today's episode. So stay tuned. And today we're going to show you some ways to say no in some different cultures. So my man who helps me out with all the knowledge, all the facts, all the good questions, my good buddy, Jared, what is going on today, Jared? That's my way to say no, is by ignoring people. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a more respectful way to say no than other ways, that's for sure. Uh, that, was, that was a fun little moment I had there. Um, <laughs> please, everyone. Spread a little love. Oh, hello, by the way. It's good to be here. Weather is once again lovely. It's hot out. I loved having David on last week. It was great. Thanks for getting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I actually talked to him a few hours. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to him a few hours before we recorded today, too. He's still doing good. And yeah, definitely shout out to David for coming on last week, giving us an update of what's going on in the Czech Republic. Um, Check it out. Pun completely intended there. Um, Because, yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff about the coronavirus going on in the Czech Republic. Uh, I think they've done very well. At least as of the other day when I looked, they only had 64 remaining cases in the country. Um, So, yeah. So it was great to talk to him and catch up. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, thank you. That was nice. Now, spread a little there love. There Please we Please follow us on Instagram, <clears throat> Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, you'll see some fun clips. You'll see some pictures here or there. I went to the beach last weekend. That was great. Um, or you can, uh, give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Bye, y'all. Believe it. Give us five-star mm-hmm. reviews, I should say. And, uh, Twitter, untranslatable one, the number one. I like to play around there. That's my that's my where I hang out a lot of the time. Um, your digital stomping grounds, Jared. Yeah. So if you want to see how <laughs> I roll, look at some of the things I tweet and or retweet. Um, and um, just all oh, untranslatable podcast at gmail.com. and you can give us emails too. Send us emails and give us untranslatables and whatnot. That would be fun. Help us like say no. We need to. We need to get better at that. That's for sure. Do you do you have allergy issues? Do you struggle from allergies? I should say. Are you? You know what's you, you know what's odd, Jared? I've been I've been diagnosed with allergies for basically everything that's outside here in Michigan. You know, pollen, dust, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken allergy medication in like three years. What? Um, yeah, 
So See, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the moves abroad have, have impacted it. I've heard at least it's not uncommon if you're allergic to things like in, in the States and then you go to Europe or Asia or something, um, your body won't react the same with similar well, things over there. I feel like I started getting, it's funny that you say that, because I feel like I started getting allergies when I was in Germany. In Germany, interesting. Okay. But I think, uh, but when they <laughs> came, when I came back to the US, they persisted. They didn't go away. Okay. And like, I, I hate like taking like pills and medication and stuff. Right. Um, but, the uh, like the allergy stuff is the only thing I have to do, or else I can't. I can't function. People give you weird looks now, and I want so want to be like, hey, yeah, I sneeze all the time, but this has nothing to do with anything. Right. Okay, right. Keep walking. I guess you don't want to well, get sneezed and, on, even and, if I right. <laughs> but at the same time, too, I don't think sneezing has been a big issue with the with the virus, right? No, like, I don't. Think I it hear has. about that's people, what I'm saying. but people don't. Right, know I that. hear. Well, sure, that's true, especially in the states. Um, yeah, I see that was that's unnecessary. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We're getting real negative real fast today. And that Jared. was you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And I've had a great day today too. Maybe I've had too much positivity today, and I'm wearing my smiley I face shirt, shirt, so I got to bring some negativity in. I, I really only asked. I really only asked because my allergies have been killing me, dude. Okay, and it it's it's crazy. I have to take. Um, I mean, I, I guess I can take, I, like, I, just because I, I haven't gone to the store. Occasionally, <clears throat> I don't have any daytime allergy stuff, so occasionally mm. I'll take Benadryl during the day. But Ooh, only take bad one. Bad idea. Bad I'll only take one. Okay. <laughs> I usually time it up with when I'm either drinking coffee or, like, a big mug of tea or something. I'm That's not funny. kidding right now. <laughs> I believe you. And I'm I like, all right, you. I'm only taking That's one, funny. and I'm drinking a lot of coffee. I think this is going to equal out. And <laughs> it actually kind of worked. Like, I'm okay. kind of tired right now, but the day is over. Um, I was I was about to say if, if you hear Jared snoring people he he accidentally took two bangers. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's Chad is <laughs> it's very me boring. Rambling on. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm yeah. doing everything in my power here to stay but awake. You know what's interesting no. though about allergies, Jared, is that um, at least according to my allergist, uh, they tend to get worse as you age. Um, I know, I know. That's I've not never what even, you want to hear. I've never but. even gotten tested for anything. Like I, I've never gotten any sort of oh, allergy. Oh, it's test. terrible. Do you know what they do? I've heard. Isn't that where they stick all the things into your back? Yeah. So they have these little. It looks like a. It kind of looks like a spiky Lego. At least this was years ago when spiky I had it done. Lego. So maybe it's different. It's like a. Le- it looks kind of like a plastic, okay. you know, square or rectangle. It'd be a rectangle. Clearly, it's been a while since I've been in geometry class. Uh, it'd be like it's like a rectangle <laughs> square, with little spikes square on Legos it. Too. I um, always pictured it being more. Interesting. I always pictured it being like a. Uh, what is it called when you, uh, like an acupuncture or something? Mm. Because uh, I do, not, I did know really. they stuck a bunch of needles into your right. back, but I didn't, I didn't know the well, nature. Well, it's of it's more like it. a little poke, and the thing is, it's not painful. But if you do have allergies, anything you're allergic to, oh, it will right. itch. So that's oh, that, and and they do it on your back. So you there are certain spots where I remember when I got it done. Like the one spot you couldn't reach was the one I think uh, I reached. This guy's allergic the most to a too. lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god! It looks like a tic tac toe board on your it back does. too. Yep. And they usually yeah they usually write on your back as well. So then yeah. Uh, it's, I guess it's in an my interesting head, experience. One, I'm not great at going to the doctor, clearly, but in my head, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, it's like every time it's uh, there's pollen all over the place, or, or like, I like in the same time of the year, every year, I start sneezing and have an right. itchy throat and get congested. Mm. I'm just gonna imagine that that's allergies and go on with my life. I don't no, need a th- bunch I of folks in my back to tell that. me that. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting though, Jared? Too speaking of not going to the doctor, um, I was. Uh, reading some stuff on Reddit today. I was perusing Reddit a little bit, you know, taking a break. And uh, 
I came across this thread, which uh, I read for like maybe five minutes. And then I was like, nope, this is giving me way too much anxiety. The thread was Murder about... Murder hornets. The thread was all about uh, <laughs> when someone tells you, um, oh, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. Uh, like like a doctor or a nurse or a medical professional. Mm-hmm. And then it gets worse. And then they go in. Half of them were like, were like, oh, it was a bump. But they said, you know, it's probably not cancer. And then, of course, it was cancer. Oh, yeah. Why um, would you read that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But I got, half, I got halfway Something through and like I was like, mm-hmm. kind of happened to me. Granted, it wasn't it wasn't deadly. But when I, I got mono in high school, because, you know, I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm you are a promiscuous the, guy. I'm careless with the water fountain <laughs> here and there. Um, <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> uh, that was not an innuendo, by the way. I'm careless with the water fountain here and there. No, I literally meant probably put my mouth on a water fountain. Um, anyway, I got it and I was and I went to. I had strep throat a bunch, so I just thought it was mm-hmm. that. I went to urgent care a few times, and they're like, it was strep throat. The swollen time lymph they, nodes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One time, yes. One time they gave me medication. It didn't do anything. Another time mm-hmm. they gave me a shot in the butt. Actually, each cheek. Ooh, fun. Which I've never had before, okay. and I there you could go. barely walk or sit down. It was Ooh, weird. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Um, still, it persisted, and I went to a doctor, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, you have mono. All that stuff they gave you was useless. So I <laughs> oh, took a whole no. bunch of medication and got uh, shot in my butt in twice. In the ass twice. For nothing. <laughs> oh, jeez. All for, uh, yeah, for nothing. And, and mono, there's really no like medication, I don't think. Is there? Like You just have to rest and get better. I guess not. They gave me, like, I guess not. I don't remember. I was young. But they gave me antibiotics. <clears throat> I do remember that. Okay. Um, after that I had to take for a while. But, mm-hmm. I may, but I, yeah, I don't think there's any like cure or anything. Right. I, I would. I, I think you're right. right about that. Yeah. Hey, interesting you know was, stuff. Yeah. You know what I was also thinking about last ep- episode, by the way, is I don't What's think up? we ever got to uh, spread a little love. We got so lost. Yeah, we did. The, we didn't actually. We and so I do have a shout out today. David's um, dreamy eyes. Right. Right. That was very easy to do. That's for <sighs> sure. Um, <laughs> uh, check out our YouTube channel if you want to see his dreamy eyes on Translatable Podcast on yes. YouTube. Anyways, my um, I, I have one shout out today. And as, as we've been discussing for the last month and a half or so, uh, most of these are kind of COVID-related. Um, I try not to do that. It's hard to find stuff otherwise, at least the, the positive news outlets that I like to peruse. Um, so I did find one, though, that I think is a nice one, and uh, maybe it'll get our minds off of what's going on right now. And uh, here's the headline for you, Jared. The piano inspires Tasmanian man to take his music to beautiful places. Three years ago, Kelvin Smith decided to do something quite unusual. Play a piano in the most spectacular outdoor settings he could think of. Mr. Smith describes himself as a pianist who just does things differently. So he sounds like you, Jared, a pianist who just does things differently. Uh, I don't know what that means, but yeah. The thing Anyways. I do differently is not play the piano. <laughs> That's what makes me different than other pianists. <laughs> there you go. With his passion for nature, the 41-year-old uh, um, thought Tasmania was the perfect venue for his quirky quest. Originally from uh, Gippsland in Victoria, Mr. Smith was one of 11 children, and the rule in their house growing up is they had to start playing piano at the age of 10, but could quit at any time. But he took it up and really loved it, Um, and so now he's been playing outdoors in all these gorgeous places. Uh, There's a a really cool video. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, I'm not able to find it right now, but there's a really cool video I saw, Jared, of him playing on a boat going down a river. Whoa. Um, 
And I is just that, imagine that would be so was, cool, right? Was it like a big boat? It was like a little, like what I would imagine would be like a little tugboat or a little steamboat, uh, okay, I okay. think. I um, think it would be cool if he was playing in something that sort of like rocked, where like part of the challenge canoe. was also like holding your piano still and like... Oh, geez. And he almost like disregards fully the fact that it's just like a crazy ride in the background, like Titanic or something. And he's just right. like... Ding, ding, ding. And everyone's like, man, the sails! The waves coming! <laughs> I like that. But I do... I mean, it's great. And the one I... I if you just like tight Google him, what comes up is a picture of him on the beach. That must be uh, lovely for him, too. Like, I mean, I, I, who would who wouldn't love to play outside, like play their right. instrument outside? It just seems so much nicer. Well, I, Jerry, was actually, I can tell you, as someone who has a very portable instrument as my instrument yes. of choice, playing outside on the deck of the porch or the beach is definitely fantastic. Yeah, and how else are the you know chicks gonna see? I was walking around <laughs> my neighborhood uh, yesterday, and uh, there was these two guys probably in their sixties playing guitar on on their front porch together. And I was like, that looks like a great time. There was good, too. It was good. If I would have stuck around if I wasn't the only... I don't know. I probably wouldn't have. But uh, I enjoyed listening to it as I walked by. Did they you yell like Freebird as you walked by? Uh, <laughs> no, you have respect for yourself, for? Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd make him laugh, probably. Oh, like as a request? Yeah. That's kind of, oh, okay. right. That's kind of the stupid concert joke, right? If there's a live band, somebody oh, always see, yells see, in the crowd. Play Freebird. That's like something they always they always yell. I've always hoped that one day a band would just play it because the song itself sure is like it's nine minute longs, nine minutes long. Oh yeah, I'm sure it has. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just think that's really amazing, and I think it's a way that he can bring music to people that might not be able to hear it otherwise, especially what's going on now. So, you know, if you're relaxing at the beach like you were uh, over the weekend, Jared, imagine mm-hmm. there was a really chill dude playing piano at the beach. Like, that would be awesome. You get your own little private concert. Yeah. Would that be, though? Yes, it would be for a bit. Well, you can- sure. <laughs> I, at a point, I might be like, even if I liked it, I might be like, all right, you know. <laughs> well, well, sure, if he's playing for like but six hours. <laughs> sure, that's bad. But, you know, if it's for a little while, I think that's, that's great. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's like anything, though, Jared. If if you had to talk to me for six hours, I'm pretty sure by hour two, you'd be like, all right, shut up. Come on. I mean, maybe three. Maybe three. We used to I mean, do two-hour podcasts. We used to do two-hour podcasts. That's why I said two hours, because we used to do two-hour <laughs> podcasts. But, yeah. You're, yeah. The, you're the one that always has some, you know, some place to go. You're so concerned about making mm. it long. I would do a two-hour podcast right now. Uh, well, not right now. You have to go somewhere. <laughs> yep. You well, I don't have to children. go anywhere, but I have to teach. Yeah, that's true. Stay uh, right yeah. where I am. Yeah, I guess I should be. I guess I should be clear. <laughs> uh, hey, do you want to do some? Uh, oh, I also Viborni. Oh shit! I wanted to see what that was. I thought it would be something else. Let's do that's some much check for this. great. In case, in case you're curious, yeah. That's I thought it was gonna great. be something else. I heard when you were talking about wah wah slipping on gator piss. You betcha. Spread a little love. <laughs> it's not there anymore. <laughs> I had to go through all of them and check, you know, see if I still had it. I don't think I right. have it. Let's get back to the entrance later. Let's do it. Let me get us started today, Jared. With I have a few Ukrainian ones and also a few. Portuguese ones. I'll, I'll get us started. My, that was a slip finger. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm really getting <laughs> loose fingered over here. <laughs> that's, that's right. Drops. So, so my first one is Ukrainian today, and it is Vuluzu um, Pjornut, which means to fart in the puddle. To fart in the puddle. Is it like to, like, like... You know, I'm I'm taking it 
literally, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. like to cause a rumbling, like to cause a ruckus, or to okay. like um. All right, let make me help you. Mad, let or, me like, help poke you. the let bear, me, maybe. Let me help you. So if so, say you poke the bear, or you or you cause a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a smart thing to do, Jared? Do you think? Uh, no, that's a bad decision. Okay, it's a bad decision. Um, and so I will tell you, this does have to do with saying something, but it means saying something oh. in a certain way. Is it like, like you put your foot in your mouth? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't equate Part it one to one to that. It, it, it more, it more or less means to say something foolish or say something stupid. Uh, okay. 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 Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fart in not a really, not really sure why that is, but, <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my first one is Arabic, mm-hmm. and it is ta'al nas, and that it means now the people. Now the people. Uh, is it like when someone just keeps keeps talking and talking and talking, and you're like, "All right, come on, now the pe- now the other people, like now." The no, people. you're. No. I don't think you. I don't think you'd catch get this. I don't think it's. Okay. I don't think. I don't think it's anywhere close to. Um, so um, so let's. Here's an example though, like. Um, Say we're me, me, you, and a bunch of people are hanging out at at a party, having a good time, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, ooh, it's 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 nine thirty. I'm gonna get out of here." And you're and you're like, "Now the people." So is it just like uh, like stay here? Don't do that. Um, don't ruin the fun. Don't be a party <laughs> pooper. Not no no no. Is that what? Don't ruin the fun. <laughs> Uh, sometimes when I leave early, I'm like, all right, you're welcome, everyone. No, it means uh, it's still early. That's why oh, I said 9.30. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. Well, I just yeah. know for you, Jared, that's your, your typical bedtime. Maybe so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Maybe it's like um, now the people, it's like... It's like n- n- like everything's happening. Now the like, people are coming. Like yeah. now's the time. Like right. n- like this is the time. Why are you uh, leaving when now is the time? Right. You know? That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, all right. My next one for you is Portuguese. Uh, shout out to my good friend Andrea. We had a nice chat yesterday. Um, although these are not from her, but uh, she inspired me to do a couple of these. Uh, and the first one is Partir a Loicha Toda. Um, you should know what Toda means. I think it doesn't part tier. It means to, to exit or something. To break. To break. Okay. Toto is everything. Yes. Could you say it again? Oh, all right. I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna get this. Hold on. Par- partir. Uh, I think it's loicha toda. Okay. To break all the milk. <laughs> to break all the dishes. To oh, break all the dishes. I heard uh-huh. late shot. I was like, is that supposed to be right, like leche or something? Right. You know, Which trying would be to, milk. Right. Trying to make it work. That's You're smart. To break all the dishes. Yeah, that's a- it's a good strategy, though, Jared. But yeah, break is all the like dishes. To cause cause ruckus is it like to make boom hit that ham horn. Very good. Yeah, that's very. Wasn't isn't that yep. similar to your first one? Um, no, no. The first one, the first one just means to say something foolish. This right. means okay. to cause problems. I mean, okay, if you say okay. something foolish, you might break all the dishes and cause mm. some problems, but not necessarily. I, okay, okay, I see. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is <laughs> Turkish, mm-hmm. and it's. B- well, I don't know what the little squiggly under the S means. I'm going to guess sh- it means shh. Right. I would think Boshved so, then, is what I would say. Okay. And that means? And that means uh, give empty. I think I think we've used this one before. Well, what it's, does it mean? It then? sounds familiar. Well, I'm trying to think. It sounds familiar. Give empty. How dare you? Isn't it, like to, isn't, it, <laughs> isn't it like to give something without expecting anything in return? Like to do something out of the goodness of your heart? No? Uh, no, but that's a good guess. Okay. I like where your head's at. Um, give empty. You know, Chad, 
Um, is it to give it your all, to try your hardest? No. Oh, uh, that makes sense, too. You know, g- give it all until you're empty. Yeah, you're empty. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's like, um, you know, sometimes, like, say I, I um, you know, someone were to drive past uh, your house and yell, hey, you're stupid. And uh, and you stood up and and and, uh, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna uh, go get my keys. I'm worried to chase this guy down. And I'm like, Chad, sometimes you just have to give empty, you know. Just kind of for, forget about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. All right. I think uh, give our, empty. Our people who are Frozen fans are definitely a fan of I, that. Let I it think go. it means That's more sure. to like just like you know, don't give it any. Don't don't. Don't, don't give, give it any, any attention, any thought. Yeah, any yeah don't words. put any gas sure. into the tank of that. Right. Uh, of that. Absolutely. That makes sense. Uh, all right, my last one for you today, Jared, is also Portuguese, and it is Boa Como Amilo, which means as good as corn. As is good as average? corn. <laughs> is corn great? Girl, you good as corn. Oh, it's like, it's like you're amazing, essentially. Yeah, you're, you're attractive, you're corn. sexy. Yeah, you know, you know, I think I struggle with that. Oh, it's specifically uh, about a person's looks. Yes. Hmm. Mm. Corn. So it, okay, it's just because they like corn a lot. Because like you mm-hmm. don't really want a corn on the cob figure. Right. Thick but no curves. You know, it's like a that's nobody wants that. No, um, definitely not. Mm. All right, Chad. Are, how are you at? Uh, how are you at saying no? You're very good at saying no to me when it comes to this podcast, but well, I just, other than I that, just, I just use the Jared no, strategy, which is I just ignore it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. That was at true, it. by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay at it. Um, I've that gotten better as I've gotten older. I think the issue sometimes too about saying no, Jared, is at least for me, a lot of stuff people ask me to do, um, it's stuff I want to do. So, mm. so I don't, so there's no intrinsic motivation for me to say no, right? Unless I'm too busy or, uh, or it's, or I think it's going to be too time consuming or something like that. Um, but I think it's a very important skill to learn how to say no. And not only to learn how, excuse me, not only to know how to say no, but how to say it appropriately in other, in different cultural contexts, because the way we communicate with people cross-culturally um, is very different. You know, there's this idea of um, saying what you mean and meaning what you say, but also, um, you know, the, the language you use could mean something completely different than what you're saying, right? So, for example, yeah. I'll give you a, a quick example, Jared. In a lot of Asian countries, and I've experienced this in Indonesia and uh, also in China, uh, where if you ask someone something, they might say yes. They say yes not because they want to do something, but they say yes more like, yes, I understand. Um, so I've, oh. I've actually heard from colleagues of mine uh, who were also, you know, uh, Westerners in China that mm-hmm. they would ask someone to do something and they would say yes. And then they would wait a week and they wouldn't, you know, get the document or, or have what they had. And it was only because it was like, yes, I understand what I need to do, not yes, I will do this for you. So I think that's very interesting because. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the difference, though? Like, I understand I need to do it. No, no, no. The difference is, yes, I understand versus yes, I will. Right. Right. So, but if someone asks someone to do something, mm -hmm. hey, could you do this for me? Yes, I understand. But not yes, I will. But see, by you saying yes, uh, if you just say yes and you leave it at yes, uh, at least from what I've experienced, if you just say yes and you leave it at yes, it simply means like, I understand what you want. 
That doesn't mean I'm Not going to do, do what you want. Correct. Because <laughs> in, in a lot of different cultures, um, oh, wow. saying no has different cultural implications. And I'll give you another example of mine about saying no in China. We were told very early on, if you are asked to do any extracurricular things on campus, right? Um, whether you want to do them or not, they basically told us in China, if the same person, um, and this is a generalization here, everyone's different, but uh, culturally speaking, often, more often than not, if, uh, if the same person asks you to do something uh, and you say no two or three times, they usually won't approach you anymore to ask you to do things, which I find interesting. Um, just because you don't think that's the shouldn't that be the case? That sounds. I I think I think yes in a lot of ways, but I think sometimes you can also say no for other reasons. Mm. But then, oh, you, so like, it's what, like I can't, like I can't. Um, I have a funeral to go to, and it's like, all right, well, this person can't said no. That's. You know, that's, that was the second time. You know, the first time he was busy, I understand this time. And now I was just not even going to ask again, you know. It, well, exactly. They view it as a, as a this person doesn't, you know, doesn't have the time or they don't want to. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to ask them in the future. And the reason why I bring this up, Jared, and the reason why I think it's worth saying it's important is because if you are living or working or teaching in Asia, um, I would keep this in mind because a lot of times you'll have a lot of great opportunities that come from your colleagues or or uh, you know, people related to your school in some form or another asking you to do things. And if you say no too many times, then you won't even have the option to consider the opportunity. So that's why I think it's good in some contexts, even if you may not want to necessarily, to uh, actually say yes and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this has to do with relationship building too. Okay, sure, of course, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, I want to... Well, first of all, what um, the thing that I struggle hardest to say no to, mm-hmm. um, thanks for asking, is uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, is work related stuff. That's sure. I'm like as far as uh, personal stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty good at saying no if I want to say no. Right. But like work related stuff, I struggle with. Um, and I think the thing is, is like you feel like. Like you don't like you don't want them to take it personally is really what it is, and you're you're afraid that if they take it personally somehow, that uh, and 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 not even and not even like work assignments, but like social work related things, I struggle with. I don't really have to say no to work things. Like I'm not that overloaded where mm-hmm. I'm just where people are just putting so much stuff on me where I I can't even do like do my job. It's more like per, like personal stuff. Right. Like I mentioned to you how we had this. Um, socially distant happy hour thing a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and they invited right. like me and it was like my team of coworkers is like seven or eight people right. and um it was in someone's backyard and i said yeah in my head i'm like i don't think this is a great idea it's like we don't really right. need to do this um but i it, but i was like I'll, I'll just i'll just go because um you know i'm not gonna say no i so i'll just go right whatever. and then uh my partner eventually was like uh you know it's a bad idea like like say like you, if you don't want to go, you need to say no. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. Um. And so what I did was like like an hour before it started, I just emailed everyone like, and I was just like, sorry, I can't make it. And then my boss was, like, <laughs> and my boss was like, it's not because like like uh, like the work thing. It's like I didn't I didn't give you like that wasn't too much. Like you don't have to stay like work right. late and not come to this. I was like no, and I literally said no. It has nothing to do with that. And then like, but didn't right. but it's like I don't. It's like it's so weird to say no. And so it's like. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's just like, how about I just, like, since I am going to do it, make it as vague as possible. Right. Well, see, Jared, I think it's good you mentioned that because I think there are a few things going on here with the idea of saying no or nope or no thanks. Uh, uh, that's usually what I go to, which is also uh, right behind you, isn't it? Right. Yeah. No thanks. Nope. Uh, I said us, uh, the one I was yep, talking uh, about. Yeah. Yep. Us. Uh, yeah. Right behind me. Um, but I think there's a few kind of things going on underneath the surface here when, when people say no in general. Right, And the reasons why I think a lot of people avoid it are a few reasons. Number one, and I think this is especially prevalent in a lot of Asian cultures, is they don't want any workplace conflicts. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. nobody wants workplace conflicts, but I think they're viewed differently in different cultures. So, you know, if you say no to your boss at a place in the United States, um, I don't think it's really going to cause that much turmoil unless it's, you know, something that you really shouldn't be saying no to. Uh, right, right. But if it's a, well, it's what, a I, what I'm saying, no to is you know not work related. It's not right. part of part right. of my job in any sense. You know, right. Which leads me to my second reason why I think a lot of people struggle and have problems with saying no, regardless of the culture. And I think that's because we simply don't want to uh, disappoint others. You know, I yeah, think I think that's feelings exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, I think I think a lot of the you know I think a lot of the reasons why people. Uh, say yes a lot, even to things they don't want to do, is for that specific reason. Yeah, yeah. I needed someone to essentially force me to to say no. You know, and right. then I'm Shout like, out right. to your partner, <laughs> Just keeping you safe and healthy, Jared. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess so. They all, by the way, got COVID. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. That. That's, don't, not don't That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. But wow. I, wow. I will. I will say this though, Jared. I think at least. As Americans, I can say, and I, I hope the uh, international listeners will appreciate uh, what I'm about to say here. I think for a lot of Americans, it's fine to say no to them, but a lot of Americans really want to know why. Uh, yeah, and, that's that's what I hate. I don't even hate saying thing. no. Yeah. Right. I hate because yeah. I know the next question is going to be why. Right. Right. And I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> right. Don't worry exactly. about it. Exactly. Um, so... So yeah, it's is that really, an American thing or a part I, of like a sort of like to ask? Oh, why not? Why can't you make it? I think I would I would say it's an American thing because I've definitely with Germans I've I've been like yeah I'm sorry I'm I'm not going to come tonight, and uh, you know I've had some German friends say all right we'll see you next time or something like that and mm-hmm. they don't really ask. Um, I'm trying to think my my Czech friends. I'm trying to think they they also usually wouldn't ask why, but also now that I think about it more often than not, I usually give a reason why when I say no, and that's mm-hmm. probably me as an American, you know, covering your ass, yeah, like, saying yeah, yeah it, I can't come tonight because I have you know too much grading to do, or yeah, mm-hmm. I can't come tonight because I have to record a seventy-hour podcast with my man Jerry, you know, <laughs> so so yeah, there's uh, definitely some some differences here, uh huh. We're talking a lot about like invites and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just in my head, I have a list of sort of activities, mm-hmm. and I want to get your general ranking on maybe us, okay, you and I, but then maybe put it into the context of other cultures. How hard or easy it might be for some of these sure. people to say no to yeah, that'll various be fun events. Um, uh, let's see. Let's start with a dinner party, mm-hmm. a family dinner party. Okay, and and. So just would you? So you want me to say like, should I say no or not? If, or what do if you, you don't want to go, let's be clear, uh-huh, you don't okay. want to go. We're assuming uh-huh. you want, you're not. You don't want to go to these to any of these to these things. Okay. How hard would it be for you to say no in the situation? 
So this is a dinner party, family dinner party, or just like one with friends? Yeah, I, yeah, family. family dinner party. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh, that's a tough one to say no to. Once yeah. again, I don't think I'd be able to say no to that one unless there's a really serious reason. You need, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. You need a real, a real, ex, a real big excuse. Right. And right. I think, yeah, and um, and. That one, that one is definitely one I feel like you can't get out of without explaining, like right. giving it, giving it. Oh, an for sure. Well, if you go to friends, I think that one is one that might be hit or miss with. I Your can definitely group. say no. Mm-hmm. I can definitely say no. Let's be clear. Right. But I think, and I think most people, by the way, family is probably a hard thing, unless you don't right. like your family. But that's right. That could be anywhere. Um, sure. Um, Granted, maybe it is even. I, although I will say, in other cultures, maybe it's even mm-hmm. more disrespectful. Like, like, the, like the reason oh, that yeah. you're saying no in certain cultures probably right. has to be a lot bigger than other cultures. Right. You know. Well, and 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 well, I'm glad you mentioned work related. Right. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, Jared. Uh, I would say at least my experience with um, Asian culture. Uh, I mean, the the easiest scapegoat is always work. Always, yeah. always mm-hmm. work. I think um, that's the same here. I think that's. I, I, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Um, I would. I would. I would say so. Um, I think uh, work-related type of things are generally okay. Um, now, my experience when I got invited out to do things uh, when I was still living in China, I said yes to almost all of them. There were a few of them I said no to, um, and I always, once again, this is the American in me, I guess. I always gave them a reason why. Well, now they're calling your home phone. These people really want to talk to you. <laughs> Yes, yeah. everyone. Chad still has a home phone. That's right. Um, but yeah. So any, anyways, um, that's. But I guess that still <laughs> goes back to the whole. Uh, you can't like unplug that or something. No, it's a it's a cordless man. What do you? It's cordless. I don't know how you. <laughs> okay. I could hang up. I don't know. I actually don't know who this is. I almost um, guarantee yeah. it's probably some sort of uh, telemarketer. No one, no one actually calls a home phone anymore. It's only telemarketers or, or scams these days. Right. Right. By the way, scams are up crazy numbers during this. Uh, during oh, the I pandemic. believe it. I um, believe it. Okay, with friends would be easier. I, I would have. I, I would mm-hmm. have no problem saying no. And it doesn't like. I might. You know, there could be even a certain situation where I'd be saying no, and I don't really have a good excuse. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I also, know, I, maybe I also know, uh, I mean, the good excuse is I just don't want to go, which is definitely right. an excuse I could have. And I think I could, I, I could do that. And I could say mm-hmm. that, no. Um, oh, what's another one? Um, let's say a, someone, in, someone is asking you to do a, uh, a work assignment. Uh, and, and, you and you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. And you got to say no. Um, yeah, I mean, once again, I would. This it's the same thing. I guess I'm going to sound okay. like a broken record this episode, but once again, for me, it would be I, I don't have the time. I'm focusing on this project, or uh, you know, so, something like that. Um, yeah. I would, I've noticed that at um, at my job, there's a mix of people mm-hmm. that some of them, actually, my boss, who's Italian, is very good at at being honest with his workload and saying no. But there are other people that. Um, that uh, take on stuff to the point where it's like where they're overflowing themselves, you know, and it's like you're helping now. Now, like you're trying to say yes to everyone and be like super helpful, but now you're just now everything's suffering. And I feel like uh, there's def- certainly like it, it just reminds me of maybe like the Chinese culture. I can imagine it being v- uh, like based off of what you've been saying, like very mm-hmm. much a faux pas 
faux pas. Oh yeah. To say like, no, I I can't do this, even if you have like a legitimate r- right. reason. Right. And um and I could see it. I, and I, that's like, I even and thought, that's where the culture of saying no gets fascinating though, Jared, because then you have to pick and choose what you're saying no to. And that's because also you, yeah. probably why things like yes come in more, where it's like I'm saying yes. And I need mm-hmm. to make it clear that I'm hearing you, but also like there's, it feels like there's a weirder gray area with that right. yes, where it's like I didn't fully say I do it. I just right, yeah. right. It, well, but, and, but I also the, I can't say I won't do it. You know, right. And I can tell you, at least in the case of China, um, Guanxi, which is all about face and relationships, is a very big deal over there. And you don't want to lose face. I think a very fast way to lose face is to say no to somebody. Um, if it's something important. And that's why it's really difficult. Like I have a a Chinese friend who lives in Beijing and he works crazy hours. And then if his boss is like, all right, we've been working for 12 hours. Now we're going to go out to the KTV and drink beers all night and, uh, and have fun. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that was my buddy, by the way, who just called the house. (laughs) Was Uh, it really? Yeah. He wanted to do a social distancing beer. I texted him, told him I was recording a podcast. Um, so shout out to my buddy, Jake. Sorry, buddy. Uh, recording a podcast right now. (laughs) Who calls the house phone? What is this? This is not 2002. That was crazy. I would, I can imagine this. (laughs) Your mom answering, is Chad there? (laughs) All <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so anyways, it's it's interesting too, like what people prioritize over because I think it also depends on kind of the type of relationship you have, right? Like there's really no ri- I guess the only risk you have if you say no to your family is they might get upset or irritated. Maybe they might disown you or something. Right. But if you say no to your boss, you could lose your yeah. job, you could lose your income, your livelihood. Yeah. You know, so so it's interesting how why, that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I was kind of afraid with with even the socially distanced, the distant uh, mm-hmm. happy hour thing, where it's like, yeah, this isn't work, but still, like it's it's maybe he, like next time something comes up, he's just gonna be like, oh, Jared might probably won't go or something like that. Like that might right. cross his mind. I was like, I don't need him to right. think I probably won't go. How about um, saying no to a beer in Czech Republic versus saying no oh, to a gosh. beer in I don't know, the U.S., Germany, for example? Oh, dear Lord, man. Uh, well, to our listeners who are, are new listeners, I, I had a, a month in the Czech Republic when I uh, didn't drink alcohol, wasn't sure if I had mono or not. Um, so just to play it safe, I just didn't drink. Um, and it was incredibly difficult. Um, but that also goes back to Did you Czech ever give culture. in? Uh, I mean, I had a couple of Rodlers, which is like half beer, half lemonade. Yeah, I did. Um, I did. But uh, but I didn't like go out to the bars or anything right, like that. Right. Um, and, that, and that was also, once again, I was at someone's house. They offered it to me. I said no. They kept offering it. And I was like, well, I'm, you know. Yeah. So you have to, yeah. you feel like you have to placate these people somehow. Right. Right. There's kind of this weird like risk assessment where I think we make in our minds. At least how bad is mono really? (laughs) Right. Right. One beer is not going to kill you too much. But what's interesting though too, Jared, about saying no and interacting with people, I think there's a lot of cultures, especially Asian cultures, where saying no is almost too direct and kind of harsh in a way. Like now that I'm thinking back, the amount of times I asked my Chinese counterparts to help me with something, they always said yes. They were always incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of that had to do with they were genuinely interested in helping me. But I think some of it was also that um, they, you know, don't really say no that much over there. Um, You know, it's it's interesting mm -hmm. that you say that because I I agree. I I hear what you're saying. And I feel Mm -hmm. like here it's like when you're in a position like I'm I'm at. 
in in a, in a in a company where you're you know just some middleman, it's it's hard to to say no, mm-hmm. but then. Once you start becoming a leader, I think the more you go up the leader chain, the more it sort of becomes admired to be able to say no and to like that almost becomes a that it goes from a negative quality to a positive quality somewhere as you start to become a boss. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I and so some so like work wise, I get it. You know, I you Mm -hmm. know we we keep talking about these Chinese cultures, and I get it. Right? Maybe maybe the thing is it's probably harder at all levels there, Mm -hmm. not just the. not just uh, oh shoot, I had another one. I, oh, I feel like back to alcohol. I feel like mm-hmm. here in the U.S., it's easy to say no to to it's maybe maybe not not even the hanging out part, but the specifically the drinking of the alcohol part. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty easy that that we don't have we don't hold like yeah like drinking is a common thing for us to commune around. But right. if someone doesn't want to drink, I think people are usually in general pretty like no one really cares for the most part. But I, but <laughs> my mom, for example, she used to have to go to uh, Russia once or twice a year for work when at mm-hmm. this old company she used to work for. Привет. And she, uh, she's a wine drinker, but she doesn't mm-hmm. drink liquor at all, really. And she had to, she every time she got, went went she knew and she like she before before she left she'd be like you know here in Michigan she'd be like I'm gonna have to like take at least uh, like two or three shots with these people like you just can't right. not. Right. Drink like you can't turn down the vodka. Like, but it, see, it, that's the dangerous thing <laughs> too. That's the dangerous thing though too about saying yes to something because in Chinese culture as well, if you're at you know, I had plenty of luncheons with schools. I would go and give workshops, and I would meet the principals. And, you know, at the schools, these guys were the top dogs. You know, they were mm-hmm. the the highest uh, you know figure, authority figure. And so, if you start drinking alcohol with them, you start when they start, and you stop when they stop. So yeah. it's actually, in some ways, it's smarter if you can say no. Now, I will say this, though. Uh, a lot of times, at least with my experience in China, if you say no because you don't feel like it or you don't want to, uh, it's not always a good enough excuse. A lot of times, you know, you might just have to say, I don't drink alcohol, and then hope to God they never see you out in public <laughs> at a bar. You know, but I had like, a I lot guess I'm of, sober now. <laughs> right. I had a lot of people offer me cigarettes. Uh, there were these really, really nice oh, yeah, uh, security imagine. guards in front of the gate at my university, Shandong Normal University. And these guys were my homies. These guys I would always greet when I walked into campus and always greet when I would leave uh, with the very rudimentary Chinese that I know. Uh, and they were super friendly. Um, and, and one guy would always, he'd usually be having a smoke and he'd hold up his pack and kind of, you know, motion to me if I wanted one. And, uh, one of the few things I, I, uh, can say in Chinese is I don't want. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just said, buyao. um, but that's also different than saying no. I don't want is a little different than saying no. If I knew how to say in Chinese, I don't smoke, which I probably should have learned after he did that the first time, would have been smart. Um, Then I could have said that, you know, and Hmm. then they understand. Um, You know, that's uh, that's something I never thought about is is that, yeah, you you did definitely, like, this was one of the first places you went to where it's like, all right, no is not really an option. It's more just like... It's more just like why? Why you just? I guess it works for you though, because you always mm-hmm. you say you always like to give give examples. This this time right. you, can, you don't even have to say the no part; just go straight to the excuse. <laughs> right, right. Now I want to give you a couple, Jared. Filled with you know, excuses. How you would say no to? Okay. So say you visit someone uh, for a dinner, and they offer you a food that you maybe don't like or doesn't Ooh. look good. What do you do, and how do you handle that situation? Yeah, and that one is different in different cultures too. Yeah, though that that's tough because 
the reason, especially, it's tough because the re, uh, because of the reason. There's no good reason except I'm scared. Essentially, right. That's essentially the reason. Right. right. <laughs> um, and so, uh, what I would do, uh, I would not lie and say I'm allergic. Um, but I might lie and say I've had it before and I don't like it. Yeah, I might or, lie and right. say I, this, like, oh, try this, try oh, this. I did, like, I did oh, I that have, in China. I did that I in China. I have and I don't like it. Yeah. It might be my lie, but yeah. But saying I, I don't think I like it or it looks, tastes, smells gross, that's right. not going to work. Well, yeah, that's like, incredibly rude. Sure, it's rude too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's how how to get kicked out kicked out of a dinner party very quickly is is do that. So, so oh, that would, smells gross. No, I'm my go to would be. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I've had it before and I don't like it. Although it, sometimes I have been in situations where, uh, now I can't, I'm trying to think of one as I say this, but I, I feel like I have been in situations where I'm like, mm-hmm. just try it. You, you, you Like you're not in a place to, oh, I'll say this. Right. Um, uh, guacamole, which I still don't love. Like I don't mm-hmm. hate it, uh, oh, but I don't so love. Uh, the, the only reason I really started uh, bothering to eat it Mm-hmm. was mostly because I, I was on a date with some girl and I was like and, and it she, she ordered like for the table and mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to be like I don't really like gu- guacamole I'm right. just like just eat it <laughs> it's right. just easier yeah that gotta way gotta pick your battles um, for sure and you then, and then as battles. I was eating it I was like I mean I guess it's fine it just it doesn't it's it, the consistency is not my favorite, right. and it and it doesn't have enough taste to lure me in. It's kind of right. almost tasteless. I don't know. I will it's I just, will tell you though, Jared, uh, that is a very good method in in China, at least at least from what I experienced. When I would go out to eat with Chinese people, they always wanted me to try you know crazy stuff. Well, at mm-hmm. least what I would consider crazy, what they would probably consider fairly tame or normal. Um, but a lot of times, uh, if I if I just didn't want to like, deal with it. Did, is it just because, do you think that some of it was just they wanted value. to test the whitey? Oh, yeah. Oh, for Let's sure. Let's play test the whitey. For sure. I was the token white guy, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, that's that's one big reason. But when I but I would usually be able to d- diffuse the situation much easily, much uh, more easily Easier. by saying um, that I had tried it before and I didn't like it. But the mm-hmm. interesting thing is, at least my experience with a lot of Chinese people, um, when I would say I didn't like that, they would ask me why. And, and I don't know if it was a second language barrier thing or, or, or what it was, but it's like, how, how, do you, how do you respond to that? Like, okay, yeah, I don't like the taste. I don't like the consistency. But once again, that just boils back down to, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that always goes back to my little thing in my head where I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't right. matter why. Right. But, but right. obviously that's, you know, that's, I think, part of my culture. Yeah. Now, I want to give uh, just a couple, before we start to talk a little bit more uh, about other cultures, I do want to talk about some ways, since we were on the topic of food, some ways to say no politely about food or drink in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of okay. these are kind of interesting. So number one, in, if you're in the uh, Cologne Kind of the, the the Rhineland, as they call it, uh, or or uh, the northern part of the Rhineland. Um, feels so weird saying that in English because I always say it in German. Um, a lot of times, if you're out drinking beer and they drink what they call a uh, Kölsch, which is like a Cologne style beer, which comes in these little 0.2 liter skinny little glasses, uh, mm-hmm. at traditional breweries over there, if you don't put your coaster above the beer, they'll keep oh, right. bringing you beers. So that's one way to say no: is you put your coaster above your beer. And there are places in the Czech Republic that do the same as well. I just thought of another one that I used. Mm-hmm. One that I I, I used in uh, Tanzania occasionally mm-hmm. was I'm not hungry. Oh yeah, that's a good um, one. That that was that was one because you know, and sometimes it's like 
uh, yeah, it's like, there's no way you've had this before, first of all. <laughs> right, right, for sure. And so I'm Not Hungry was one I used as well. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a, an important one for sure. Um, but you then, just got to be careful not gotta, to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why you have to be careful with this stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, there are also other cultures where um, if you eat, I'm forgetting <clears throat> which now, but other cultures where if you eat all the food off your plate, that can either mean give me more, I want more, I'm still hungry, or it can mean I'm 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 full. Uh, yeah. What's interesting now? I'm pretty sure at least I've been trying to do my homework on Russia because I'm still hoping and praying I can go in September. Um, yeah. I'm hoping the more I say this on the podcast year, the more likely it will become true. <laughs> uh, so I apologize to our listeners. But anyways, um, at least I thought I read something that said in Russia you want to leave a little bit left on your plate. To show that, oh, oh, I'm stuffed, I'm full. Oh, right, okay, you know? okay. Which makes sense, whereas, you know, I know uh, at if least... If you clear the plate, it's like, oh, you, you ate it all, you must still be hungry. Must still be hungry, exactly. So I think I that's really that interesting. Sense. Yeah, it's really interesting how... Ooh, I couldn't eat another it. bite, and then there's literally right. just one bite there. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's um, interesting, because I've mm-hmm. definitely been in situations here in the U.S. where it's like, oh, I couldn't eat another bite, and there is, like, right. one bite left, and people will be like, uh... People will be like, oh, just finish it. I, I, that's, I think not finishing food is sort of a weird thing in the U.S. Because I think it's definitely it's not... It's viewed as wasteful. It is viewed as wasteful, but we are wasteful people. True. But I think it's, yeah. also, it's almost viewed as... It is sort of viewed as like a... At least, let's put it this way. In my southern family, it is mm-hmm. sort of viewed as a like a... Not a disrespect thing, but like, what didn't... What did I do wrong with this meal? Like, what right. didn't you like about it? Or like, right. what's, what's wrong with it? You know? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so if you, that's definitely a, so I've definitely learned um uh in my with my a lot of not just my family but especially mm-hmm. when I go to the south but like or I do it now just in general but like if you're going to if I'm getting something make sure I want all of it because mm. there's a chance that this, that this old lady might ask me <laughs> like what is wrong with right what's wrong one with my green, green beans yeah exactly right. yeah right yeah. yeah yeah you definitely don't want that that's for sure Yeah, I'm trying to think of other instances as well. Um, I think the interesting thing, though, too, is way other cultures say no without saying it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, I've heard from a lot of different um, Middle Eastern countries where if they say inshallah, meaning God willing, that basically means like it's probably not going to happen. I've heard heard from friends of mine who have taught English in Japan, uh, Japanese people say it's difficult. And what it's difficult means is basically like either it's, I mean, yes, it is difficult, or I don't want to do it, or I don't have the time to do it. Uh, a, pop- a popular work one. Uh, this is very popular at, at not just the job I have now, all jobs mm-hmm. I've had. I'll mm-hmm. look into it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> or yep. it's like, in my head, I'm like, you are never going to look into this. And I don't right. blame you because I've said that too. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and it's and it's all about the subtleties, and that's still in a way is kind of saving face, right? Because yeah, if, if the, you say no, yeah, it's too direct. It's too. It also right. I think makes the other person feel like, oh, like all right, well, I guess I'm not worth your time or energy. You know, right? And the thing um, about I'll look into it mm-hmm. is, or or another one is, uh, the thing about I'll look into it is you're kind of saying no essentially, mm-hmm. but I've I've probably been in situations where mm-hmm. someone has you know said that to me. It's like I'll, like I'll look into it. Uh, which just you know, which is like I'll probably forget as soon as I leave this room. I'm right. saying that because we're in a big meeting here. Right. But occasionally they'll email you after and be like, "Hey, just reminding you about." And it's like, "All right, now I'll actually will look into it." Right. right. And so I but, think that's an think, American thing. 
But I think some of that, so that goes to that sort of perceived like, all right, mm-hmm. if I don't remind this person, they're not going to get back to me. Like that's sort of right. just a generic, like, oh, interesting right. kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so I do respect, like, then they'll actually will do it if you make a point to go back and, and mm-hmm. remind them of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's discuss, I guess, some other ways, though, too, that uh, people might say no. I think uh, uh, we'll see or maybe is is sometimes one. The other yeah. thing, though, too, well, maybe Jared, that's not going to happen. I right. hate maybe. Yeah, I don't like maybes either. <laughs> Just tell me no at that point. But y- you know what, though, Jared? What's also interesting about the, the power of the word no. Um, uh, I remember when I was in graduate school, um, I asked uh, a buddy of mine, buddy that you actually know as well, if uh, if he wouldn't mind just proofreading my my essay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you know I knew he was a busy guy. I was a busy guy at the time as well. Um, but I had helped him out with some stuff, and and so I asked him, and uh, and I just remember him straight up being like like no. Um, and I remember now, even still, I remember the way I felt when I heard him just be like no. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because it, it comes off almost a little too di- direct, at least to me. Maybe I'm being a little sensitive here, but was I it feel our like Brazilian soccer playing. It uh, was. It was. Yeah, yeah, I could totally was. imagine him uh-huh. doing that. Yeah, it was. Um, and and for me, I think, and once again, it's what I mentioned before. If he would have just said, "I'm really sorry, I'm busy, I can't," that mm-hmm. comes off completely different. as just no, right. You know, right. um, and and I think it's I think it also even though that that's essentially what he was saying. It's the same, yeah. It's the same it's, exact it's, yeah. thing. It, but it's all it's there is there's a whole lot there's a, like a whole lot around cushioning mm-hmm. people's feelings going right. on. Yeah, there's a lot of subtlety and nuances, and the mm-hmm. way we have to navigate this cross culturally can be really difficult sometimes. But you once know? again, I I kind of respect that. I kind of respect that. Where it's like I'm just being honest with you. I'm not going to do it. Like I, like there's no reason. There, there really is. He like he doesn't have to give you an excuse. Really, he's just saying, "No, I'm not going to do right. it." But there is that sort of there, like there, there is like levels of hurting feelings in every culture. Where right. It's like, well, let me sure. not hurt this. Where it's like, I don't really have to explain. Like he, he doesn't owe you right. th- doing that. I guess he kind of did, but theoretically, he doesn't owe you, and theoretically, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to explain to you. But still, it's right. like, it's like, oh, just so I don't hurt this person's feelings, let me give him a bunch of reasons why I can't do it. Right. That's true. Uh, I think sometimes, though, mm-hmm. when I hear people give those excuses, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, just say, you know, like, like, sometimes I feel like I, I, I would prefer people to be like, just say no. Like, you, like right. now these excuses are just sounding, sound, like, like, you don't, I don't know, sometimes it's, it sounds even more uh, insulting to hear the excuses. Right. <laughs> well, I think, I think there needs to be a, a healthy balance. Um, because, yeah, if you just come off, at least for me, if you just come off and, and say no, um, I'm like, all right, well, I guess, you know, all the stuff that I've done for you in the past, uh, because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, you would also respect uh, my, you know, needing your help and taking a little bit out, you know, of your time. Um, sure. But yeah. One thing that's interesting, though, too, Jared, is I think a lot of ways many cultures avoid saying no is they use hypotheticals. Like, oh, yeah, we, we can try that. Or or that's a great mm. idea. I think that's another oh, way. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's another huge work one. Right. Where it's and, like and, someone gives recommendations. It's like, oh, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, and that used to drive me crazy when I was teaching in China because I would ask my colleagues. You know, we would share lesson plans occasionally and stuff. And I would ask for feedback. And I would ask for constructive criticism. And in a lot of Asian countries, you will never get direct, um, you know, uh, feedback or, or mm-hmm. uh, constructive criticism because that's just not the way they culturally approach things. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, though, I have also seen and heard stories about teachers um, 
you know, saying no uh, to their students um, because it's an authority, it's an authority thing. Um, but then also the way the teachers might say no or, or react to the students uh, in some Asian cultures, I also don't think is the, the healthiest way to always handle things. Um, uh, and see, that goes back to my, like, like a, in, in the U.S. there becomes a point, like you start off as someone that should never say no and slowly right. become, you know, as you work your way up to CEO, become respected for the things that you turn down or the things that right. you're saying no to. Right. You know, like, or like actors. One mm-hmm. of the things that like big actors are respected for, like, oh, they said no to that role, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big payday, but they thought it was a, you know, shitty movie. And right. They wouldn't. right. And it's like that, that, that's impressive. Right. And when the other reason why uh, I think this whole thing is important and worth talking about today, Jared, is because in a lot of countries where they aren't big no-sayers, um, you also have to be aware. Uh, I think a lot of Americans can be flaky. You know, we'll say yes to plans and then we'll flake, meaning we won't follow up or, or follow through with those plans. Mm-hmm. However, I think in a lot of other cultures where there's more of a, a, an emphasis on like harmony and and kind of keeping a balance and things like this, yeah. um, you want to save face. So if I say, you know, if we were in China, Jared, and you were one of my Chinese students, um, I might say, oh, Jared, you know, I'm doing this conversation hour on Wednesday. I would love it if you could come. Are you free? And you might say yes. Uh, and then uh, my language day uh, or my conversation hour rolls around a few days later, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, what the heck? Jared said he, he said yes. He seemed excited. I thought he was going to be here. Now he's not here. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's important to be aware of this because sometimes saying yes can just be a polite formality, but it isn't the same thing as really hmm. saying yes. I will be there. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, or yes, I will do it. Or mm-hmm. I will do it. Is, uh, is right. hmm. I'm trying to think if we have a word like that. And sure, may, no, sure. Perhaps. Yeah, but, but all of those... But yeah, I'm sure we mm-hmm. do, but I can't think of it right now. Right. Um, do you have any? I'm trying to think of some other. Do you have any other uh, situations that maybe you struggle to say no in, or maybe that come with ease to you? Um, well, well, I think if it's anything that I, if if it's something that I kind of have three things I try to think about, Jared, when someone asks me to do something, um, does this person really need my help? Because if they're just being lazy and they can do it themselves, I'm not going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you if one of my students, you know, I have students ask me all the time about resources, you know, where where can I find this? Where can I find that? A lot of the times, if it's very specific, I will send it to them. But if they if they're curious, like, you know, uh, teacher, how do I properly, um, you know, use past tense verbs? Right. I'm, I'm going to tell them, look, go go online. Um, you can find stuff. Um, now, if they have more specific questions, usually I'll try to answer them. But basically, so my criteria are three things, Jared. So can they do it themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Do they really need my assistance? If they don't really need my assistance and they're just being lazy, I personally think it's better for them to look it up and do it themselves. Okay, so that's sure. my first one. My second one is, um, what will I get out of this? What I mean by that is, will I get a sense of fulfillment by helping my students? Will I, will I learn something by doing a new task? Will I, um, will I maybe make some connections with someone or, or, you know, something like this? So, so, um, can they do it themselves? If not, then I'll help them. Uh, you know, what, what will I get out of it as well? And then also how time consuming is it? Because if it's incredibly time consuming, um, and it's, and it's not incredibly important, you know, we all only have this 24 hours in a day. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to say no, because it's not going to be worth your time. Yeah. Sometimes I've actually, that reminds me, 
sometimes if I, I I've helped people say no to me. Mm-hmm. So like like at at work, especially now that you know people are working from home and and stuff is weird. Some people are busier than others, and there's someone mm-hmm. that I needed something from. And I almost wanted, I didn't even need it, but I was looking for some information. And I, right. in the email, I, I made it clear. I was like, I know you're busy. Um, you know, this is not a priority. And I, like, I tried right. to like down, like, I was like, I, like I'm, I'm letting you say no if you need to say no. I, and, I, and I definitely made a point to be like, uh, be like hey, listen, say no if you got to say no. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, but I think that's just because I, I think I, I, I with subconsciously I recognize that no one wants to say no, and I know, and mm-hmm. I know, you know, that person probably is going to force themselves to do something they couldn't. Well, she did it, but still, you know, like it, I, I, I don't know. I'm just very aware of it in, in, in my day to day life. Day, just one right. more crazy uh, sort of struggle to say no culture thing that I feel like we we <clears throat> we got to talk about the fact that airplanes have crashed. Mm-hmm. In uh, uh, Japan, Korea, is it due to you haven't heard? Not recently, by the way. Oh, not recently. Okay. Due well, to still, it's not good, but yeah. <laughs> due to co-pilots not being able not being able to tell uh, the pilot that they're doing something wrong. Have you, you heard about that? Oh no, I haven't. That's you terrible. Haven't? Though I, I gotta I pull haven't. it up. Uh, That's crazy. Man. That is absolutely terrible. Um, but once again, it's all about this idea of hierarchy and respect, but I think, I think cultures and, you know, it's easy for me to say here as someone oh, yeah, who it was Korean, by the way, in 1999, because uh, okay. something it's, was, something was going wrong and the co-pilot couldn't tell the pilot cause he was a superior, you know, to fix it. And he just right. let it happen. Oh man. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, you know, I think, I think we should embrace saying no in a respectful manner. Um, in, in many different cultures. But I think some of the reasons why is a lot of times, I know at least what I've read about uh, Middle Eastern cultures, a lot of times if you say no often, it also, they view it as having bad character. Like, you, I, I don't know, maybe you're lazy or yeah, you're... can't trust this person. Right, right. So I think it's, it's important to keep that in mind as well. But I think there needs to be a healthy way that we can say no to other people without offending them too much, you know, because... Yeah. realistically it's it's difficult you know um yeah yeah I, I you know i was about to say i i people have to be able to say no without concerning themselves about how that right. much they offend someone but right that's i think that's a very american statement mm-hmm. so i so i would agree I'll say with that. it but say i don't totally agree with it <laughs> yeah definitely yeah and i think it's worth mentioning that in a lot of asian cultures as we've said um you know, saying no is is viewed oftentimes as, as very impolite. Um, so maybe instead of saying no, you'll say, um, I'm not sure if I'll have time. You know, you're still using mm. a negative. I'm not sure if I'll have time, but I'll try. I yeah. think in an Asian culture, if you say that, that's much better than just saying, no, I can't. See, um, that's interesting. And I mm-hmm. get that. But I think in the U.S., it'd be more respectful to say no. Because I feel Correct. like there's some, there's some, it's kind of rude to be like, oh, Right. I'll try and then just not show up without even sure. With that because then well, if you do that, it, then mm-hmm. you. I feel like you definitely have to give an excuse then because right. it's like, oh, you said you right. try. What happened? But once again, Jared, these are also different cultural implications, right? right? If mm-hmm. if if you are, uh, you know, for me as a Westerner and you as a Westerner, um, if I said or as an American, us both as Americans, if if you told me no. Um, I'm not going to be, you know, unless you're like, no, you know, I'm, I'm you yeah. know, not probably going to be too, too irritated by it. Um, but I'm just thinking of like my colleagues in China, um, you know, 
me saying no to them, um, I think it just, it would be more implied if I said, uh, I'm not sure, let me see. I think to them that is a no. You know what I mean? For right, us, right, right, right. we think we think, oh, maybe that's They're a no. They're actually gonna look at right. like yeah. But I'll see means I probably can't, but I'll I'll definitely try my hardest to. <laughs> right. Right. Now, Jared, you may be wondering, or maybe our listeners are our listeners are wondering why this is the case. Uh, and I think at least I can speak in the case of, of China, not necessarily other countries, but I think a lot of the idea of not saying no uh, is due to their history. You know, uh, China had had numerous different empires uh, or dynasties, um, and and you know they had different classes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you accidentally said no to someone that was higher up than you, I mean, you could legit get killed. Uh, you could be beheaded. Yeah. Um, so, I think that you know a lot of these reasons why we do things in different cultures, there are really long and deep roots. You know that a lot of people might not be aware of. Well, I think that's why. Uh, no is so respected here in the U.S. is because, one, mm-hmm. our country's kind of founded on rebellion to begin with. Oh, for sure. And, um, and two, uh, we have this very strong, like, individualistic, like, uh, uh, nature to our character. So it's like, oh, this person did it by themselves, or this person didn't take any help. Like, mm-hmm. these sort of things are very, you know, respected uh, among... And so I, I think that uh, it's, you know, like... Our individualistic culture makes it more impressive right. when someone right. like below says, "Like, oh, I don't need this this person above me's help. I'll do it by myself." Right? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And and you could take that to someone else and be like, "Oh, I said no to this big person, and they might respect that." Where in China it would be like, oh, "You said no to that person. Like, why? Like, why would you do that?" <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess just to end our main segment today, Jared, about saying no. Um, I want to leave our listeners with a few ways to do this in other cultures, just because uh, I don't want anyone, after listening to our, our podcast, send us a message and be like, hey, I was visiting this country, and uh, you know, I said no, and I got in big trouble, right? <laughs> so, yes. so we're going to give you, right, uh, <laughs> so we're we're gonna give you some, some ways to do it. So it seems like, at least in a lot of, uh, uh, in Japanese culture, it seems very common to use the term, that's very difficult. Um, as mm. I mentioned, right? So that could mean the task is impossible. I don't want to do it, or it's difficult, uh, but I'll try my best. Um, so, um, so yeah. And if you hear someone say it is difficult, you might want to ask them: um, Is it possible to get this done, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or do you have time to do this, um, mm-hmm. right? Um, another one to say no in a lot of different countries, I think, is I will think about that. Um, you know, I, I'll think about it. <laughs> Um, oh, and I think that this annoys, is a, that annoys me. I mean, it annoys me as a Westerner as well. But we need to have other ways to, you know, culturally. That uh, in my do that, in my head, mm-hmm. that's a full no. I'll think about it as a full no. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was a kid, and my dad would say, "Yeah, I'll think about it." It was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, that's not no, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening." Yep, for sure. Um, but I think it's really important to be aware of these things, right? You need to be mm-hmm. aware of, uh, you know, if you if you are asked to do something, but you can't or you don't want to do it, uh, you need to find a way to still be respectful and not damage some of these cultural, countercultural, uh, uh, cross-cultural, sorry, relationships here, um, mm-hmm. especially if it's your bosses or people you're working with. Um, and I, I will say this, Jared, in my experience, it seems like there are a lot more misunderstandings between um, the East and the West, just because as you and I have already said this episode, like it drives us crazy saying, yeah, I'll think about it. Or mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, yeah. 
Whereas over there, you know, if you say that, it's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to find another way to get this finished or ask another person. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm with and, you. And it's, and, you know, once again, this all goes back to the idea of what people say and what they actually mean. Um, so definitely keep that in mind uh, when you are abroad, uh, working, making friends, and let us know at Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com if you have any other tips, strategies, or ways to say no you uh, in different cultures. Uh, but now I think it's time, Jared. We talk about our banging song of the pod today. Uh, mm-hmm. The title of our song is called Bin Back, which is a beautiful Denglish title. Bin is German for M, so I am back by the artist E-A-Z. I don't know if they call him E's or E-A-Z, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess it's... Uh E, I guess, yeah, ease. I'm going to guess it's ease. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, this song feels, sounds, does not sound like it's from, I mean, it's not, let's be clear. It's not, it doesn't sound like it's from 2020. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it's from 2015, which is, I think, is when it is from. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I like the vibe, but at least as far as, if you like, if you put it on a timeline of sounding, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like something from like the early 2000s or like late mm-hmm. 90s, if, like, if, right. if, it's, if it were to be like an American style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I like the beat. I like how like the like the timpani, the use of that timpani mm-hmm. drum in in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do, do. And then he goes into the next verse. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And he's, he's rapping about uh, he's rapping about how he's 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 back. He's on. I don't know. I like it. He's it's back. some good pump up stuff. Good pump yeah. up. Oh, for and he's, sure. It's pretty good. It, it makes me move a little bit. But I'm honest with you. I think it it does sound very of its time. And I only bring that up to say that like I feel like I like it the two or three times I listen to it. Mm-hmm. But it would be hard for me to like go back to it because it just has like this weird sort of sound to it. Sure. Yeah. Or, like timing wise. Right. Me. Right. Um, now I had asked Jared before we started recording where you might think mm-hmm. this artist is from. Any guesses, Jared? Where Ease might be from? At first, I hadn't really thought about it, mm-hmm. um, but then I listened you to... You just assumed he was German, didn't you, Jared? <laughs> but then as we were, uh, as you brought that up, uh, I, we, we, the song was playing underneath, mm-hmm. and I heard uh, he mentioned something about his Turkish roots. Mm. Or uh, Tur- No, excuse me, Turkish vibe is what he said, or okay. something like that. I think he does have Turkish, uh, Turkish heritage, but okay. no, he is Swiss. He's Swiss. He's okay. Swiss. Okay. Yeah, we haven't had any Swiss, German, or, or s- artists from Switzerland rapping in German. So I thought this would be a cool one. Yeah. Uh, I was also hoping that I could find He's, one that was Schweizerdeutsch, which is the Swiss-German yeah, dialect. Say, this, I can actually understand that, though. That was but, a pr- Well, <laughs> that's because it's not Schweizerdeutsch. But there uh, are okay, certain okay. words he says that, at least to my ear, and, you know, I've you know, taken classes on German dialects, so I know mm-hmm. more than your common, you know, German learner. Um, sure. That what you're saying is you know better than me, and that's okay. That's, that's you, right, Jared. I, you should. That's right. Um, I, well, I have a master's. You don't have a master's in theory. I guess that piece of paper should, Much like should at least say no. That. that was a very nice way of saying I know better than you. <laughs> um, but he says he says he doesn't say ich. He says ish. If you hear him, uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's like a, a yeah a part of that kind of area of dialects. Um, yeah, so, I def- yeah, I guess I noticed that. I just I just didn't think much of it, you know. Right. I'm just like, well, that's just how he says it. Right. I, and also, I thought maybe there's, you know, he's from some place in in uh, in Germany where they say that. So I, yeah, right. But um, I I liked it's it. It's definitely it's, a banger. It's got yes, some good vibes. I feel like it would be a good. You're like riding down the street in your car, yes. and you crank it kind of tune. Alone in the car. 
Yep, L- volume all the way up kind of song. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Or Definitely. like with with the homies kind of thing. Oh, for sure, without a doubt. Yeah. So I check that out that. on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, at the yes. Song of the Pod playlist. Been back by Ease. Uh, you'll definitely enjoy it. Turn it up. So we have now come to our foreign word of the pod, Jerry. Like my dad. Turn it up, kids. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, and I want you to try to read this one again, yes. Jerry. I'm, I'm very uh, confident I can teach you. My goal is to teach you Cyrillic by episode 230. You're going to be able to read Cyrillic like a champ. Okay, this is brand new. Mm-hmm. Like by brand new, I mean, I, I. Let me tell for the listeners. Let me just say mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. Yeah. Backwards A. Oh, is that a backwards A? No, that's a regular A. Okay. No one writes A's that or, way. So I, right. I, I only see that right. in like, pr- like, so uh, like one of those A's that's not, that you don't see anymore. <laughs> right. We, we, we Americans kind of write the A's with the stem going down. Whereas this one, it's an A with the stem going up. Um, yes. But I think some fonts a, do have an A like that. Yeah, like you, mm-hmm. I've seen like you see it more on a computer, but right. no one really write, no one writes no, that. No, definitely anymore. not. Uh-uh. But I, um, and then there's a capital B, which I assume is some sort of accent or some no, sort of no, emphasis. No, no, no. Nope, that one is a, is a is a V. Okay, it's a V then sound. Then there's an O, C, and lowercase B, which is mm-hmm. the accent or, or the emphasis. The the soft or hard sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. Soft or hard sound. That's yes. different than emphasis. No, I guess emphasis. Yeah, soft or hard. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it? Avo, avoche, avoche. So the, the ch sound in Russian looks like kind of like a squared W. So it's not a ch sound or uh, a avots, sh sound. Avots, avots. You're, you're getting cl- You sound like a British guy, but uh, you're getting closer. <laughs> oh, avots. Uh, it's, it's avos. 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 And avos, okay. Jared, means avos. maybe or perhaps. So I wonder if it, maybe or perhaps, avos. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. wonder if it didn't have that little lowercase b, would it be avots, I wonder? Like, would that switch it up? Uh, well, I think, ch- it's, I think it's the, the I'm not or sure. Or if you put the b in the middle or something instead this, of this at the would end. Be, right, this would be a David question, unfortunately. Yeah. This is not, this is above my pay grade <laughs> and my Russian skills so far, Jared. But yeah, All avos, right, we'll maybe. That. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, which I think is the way a lot of cultures do say no without actually saying no. Um, that's for sure. Sure. So to to recap today's episode, um, I think it's safe to say that uh, Americans uh, and a lot of Western countries, and I'm generalizing here, but tend to be okay with saying no. Uh, in the states, though, we do prefer you generally to give some reason why. Um, mm-hmm. I would say. I think in um, in a lot of Asian countries, it's more expected that. You express yourself not by saying no directly, but it's more implied, uh, and that's because you don't want to lose face um, with with that other person. And in Middle Eastern cultures, it really seems to be uh, you don't say no because it reflects poorly on your character. Um, and I'm not really, I guess, according to what I read, the, the way you would respond to that would be by saying, inshallah, meaning God willing. I also, though, don't know, and our listeners out here, please let me know. Please educate me about this. I'm not sure if it's impolite or disrespectful to say that if you are not of mm. um, the Muslim faith. If you don't follow Islam, maybe it's rude or disrespectful to say, inshallah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah. I really don't. Um, if you're speaking Arabic, and but if right. you're, that's if you're speaking, if you're speaking Arabic. Arabic, you could say yeah. it, though, because that is the Arabic word. Um, sure. Right. And then also in mm-hmm. another one, uh, from my experience in, in Germany, they definitely respect directness. Oh, and of course. I think there's sort of a, a the vibe around, like, mm-hmm. don't waste my time. Right. Strong, Same with Czech a, Republic, too. 
And I would so, say. and so, it don't don't you don't have like there's maybe less need to to you know temper your right. your your no right. And my last piece of advice for all of our listeners out there who are navigating sometimes these very difficult difficult cross cultural waters is um, ask follow up questions. If you ask someone to do something and they say we'll see. Um, I would ask some follow-up questions. I don't mean prod them because that's also, I guess, could be considered a little rude or impolite. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, if, if you ask, if I ask someone in Asia, in China, you know, um, would you mind, you know, doing this for me? And they say, well, we'll see, or it's too difficult. I might say, I might say, okay, what's the issue? Do you not have time? If you don't have time, I can ask someone else. Um, you a know, follow-up things question like that. Mm-hmm. I like. And this is for especially the the Americans. Mm-hmm. A follow up question that I like because there is always that like need to be like why, I don't like that. But if you're gonna follow up, I like the is there anything I can do or are you okay or is there any, is there anything I can mm. help with or something like that. That's great because that also takes the pressure off of that person. And yeah. and actually, I guess a, a semi related f- last little tidbit I'll say, Jared, is that a lot of people. Um, who work in HR, what they'll do is they will deflect the problem off of the person. So in English, you would use that by doing the passive voice. Instead of saying, you didn't send me the email, you would just say, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't receive the email yesterday. Or, no, or, or maybe there were issues, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, that was kind of dumb, because it's kind of hard to email send now. That doesn't happen anymore. Right, yeah. Well, I yeah. Anyway, I sometimes it's safer to, yeah, sure. to take the pressure off that person. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I gotcha. So let us know how you say no uh, in different countries or in different languages uh, uh, at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, for awesome pics um, of us saying yes because we're doing lots of great things on there. Uh, Also, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Děkujeme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yep. I tried it, and if you listen closely, Jared, it's reversed. You hear that? Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, it, it reverses the pitch. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of clever. As a Hendrix fan, I always love, you know, kind of weird studio tricks like that. Yeah. Uh, so did you literally, like, edit that or just actually do it? There's a there's a, a, a setting where you can put it in so it's like a reverse effect. Oh, okay. But then okay, the trick okay. is figuring out what to play that will sound good in reverse. Um, oh, a lot sure. Of, it's, a lot of times it's just noodling, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I like, I like that echo. Yeah, that's really cool. So next episode is...